Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the OPC Foundation podcast, the home of industrial interoperability. My name is Peter Seberg, and I'm your host. Today, we'll be talking to Heiko Herden about the OPC UA for Machinery Companion Specifications, initiated and coordinated by the German Mechanical Engineering Industry Association, also known as VDMA. Heiko will tell us what VDMA is, uh, why OPC UA for Machinery was needed, and what is the goal of the working group. He'll talk about how the working process is organized, the uh, existing and upcoming results, and how you, as a listener, may become involved. Okay, let's go for it. Hello, Heiko. Thanks for joining. How are you? Hi, Peter. I'm fine. Thanks for having me. Heiko, please introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a bit about your employer, the Mechanical Engineering Industry Association. Most German listeners working in the industry will most likely know about VDMA, but for the rest of the listeners uh, somewhere in the world, please tell us what is VDMA and how has it become a big player in the field of OPC UA? Yes, like you already mentioned, my name is Heiko Herden. I'm working at the VDMA for about two years now. And the VDMA is the Mechanical Engineering Industry Association of Germany. And it represents over 3,300 member companies in the engineering industry. And the VDMA is very broad. So we have 38 trade associations, which represent different domains. And more than 35 working groups come from these different domains. So we have about 20 different branches working on OPCUA, which means we have like 600 companies involved. And so we have working groups for the air pollution control, for compressors, for cranes, for food and packaging machinery, for glass cutting. And I could go on and on and on. Uh, we have really a lot of different groups there. Yeah, there's others like woodworking, pumps, printing, as you say. I mean, there's 35. Wow, that's really an amazing effort that you as VDMA are putting into OPC UA. You must have a, a huge belief as a trade organization in OPC UA. So with so many groups working on the standards, on the OPC UA standards, is there anything that you do to harmonize the results? I mean... How do you deal with overlapping topics, for example? Yes, we have to do something. And that's the reason why we have a central coordination of those working groups. And this is exactly what my job is, together with my colleagues, Andreas Fahrt and Timo Helfrich mm -hmm. and Johannes Allward. We have an OPCUA team within the VDMA, and we do a central coordination of the working groups, which means we go into the working groups And we take a look at what are they doing? Is there another group who did almost the same thing or the same thing? Can we work together at some points? Can we use something existing already? And also a big role is the participation in the OPC Foundation Harmonization Group leaded by Wolfgang Manke. And so we try to harmonize the results on the go as much as possible. But also we needed to do a group which specifies harmonized results for the mechanical engineering industry. And this is the reason why we started with OPCUA for machinery. So this is the group where we deal with global topics like how to identify a machine or 
what is the machine doing at the moment and stuff like this. Happy to hear that uh, Wolfgang Manke you mentioned is involved. I've been strongly involved in working with Wolfgang in the past on OPC UA. So could one say that OPC UA for machinery is the, the VDMA harmonization group? When did you get started with the working process and where, at what point of the development are you now? Yeah, I guess you could say that. And Wolfgang Mank is the editor of our group as well. So he's not only doing the OPC Foundation harmonization, he's also a big player in our OPC UA for Machinery group. And we started with yeah, some pre-works in September 2019, where we thought about what do we need to do with such a group? What do we aim for? And the real joint working group kickoff was then in February 2020. And we had our first release candidate in April. We needed to be fast because there are, like I said, we have 35 working groups in the VDMA. And some of them are just waiting for our machinery specification to come out because they want to use our results. And so we needed to be fast so they can use it in their first version as well. And then the final release was in September 2020. And in November, we already put a new release candidate with a new version out on the market because in the time where the specification is commented on by the public, we already worked further ahead. And so we try to be as fast as possible. And there we had a release of this new version in April this year. And I hope that we will have at least one more release candidate this year, maybe in September mm -hmm. 2021 with a new topic, which we will talk about later, I guess. Yeah, sounds like you're making good progress. You mentioned that you have uh, published a specification already. How is that possible in such a short time? And, and how is the specification structured? <laughs> like I said, we have Wolfgang Manke in the group mm -hmm. and he always has some good ideas and so we started to define building blocks and each building block stands for a specific use case. Mm. And those building blocks are released individually. So for example, we do the topic of machine identification. Mm -hmm. We define a OPC UA building block and then we release it. And then we go to the next topic. And this has the advantage that we have a very fast time to market and which is quite important for our working groups or all the working groups who want to reference an OPCA for machinery because mm. they can't afford to wait two years or three years until our specification is finished. They want it as fast as possible and that's what we are going for. Right. So if I understand correctly, you're going to define the building blocks and in the future, you're going to make sure that a specific building block or use case is not going to be taken care of, specified in several working groups, right? Yeah. I mean, the good thing is also that the working groups can decide on which building blocks do they need right. and will they use in the future. So, for example, there might be a component which doesn't have as much information as a machine. And so it wouldn't need all the building blocks for machinery, but it can pick right. which building block it uses or wants to use. I understand. Makes sense. So you use these building blocks to implement specific use cases. I can follow that. And, and you told us that you have your first specification released already. So what use cases are part of that release and which ones will follow? Yeah. Uh, in the first release, we started with the use case of machine identification. 
and the use case of finding all machines in the server, which is for aggregating OPCUA servers to see what machines are connected. And then we proceeded with our version two with component identification and finding all components in a machine. So it's basically the same for components, what we did for machines before. And soon we will have a release candidate for the topic of machinery state and also for result transfer. And we are also working on another topic, which is called job management, but we are at the very start of this topic. And the next topic we will address will be energy management or energy monitoring mm. to do things like a carbon dioxide footprint in the after effects when you need those data. Yeah, they sound very interesting use cases. Can you tell us more about the upcoming use case, machinery, state? What content can be expected from that use case? What is the benefit of using it? Yeah, this use case is meant to answer the question, what is the machine or component doing at the moment at a very generic level? So mm. we will implement two different state machines in our model. And one state machine describes a general status of the machine. So for example, if the machine is out of service or if it's executing or not executing. Mm. So basically we will know whether the machine, if it could do something, and if it does do something right and in the other state machine we have the application mode which contains information like whether the machine is in setup mode or doing maintenance or is processing mm -hmm. you can combine both states or both state machines and this will give you the chance to do kpi calculations right like for example in the iso 22400 there's a calculation for whether the machine is available or was available in its time where it should produce. And there you divide the actual production time by the planned busy time. And those times you can get with our data from the machinery, machine state information. And the good thing about this approach with state machines is that the state machines can be extended by the domains to suit their exact needs. So for example, we only have one state for whether the machine is executing, mm -hmm. but maybe a domain wants to differentiate between four or five different states of production, who knows, and it's possible. So that's always a big focus for us in machinery that everybody can use it and that everybody will use it because they can adjust it for their special needs. And I think the great benefit about it is that you get the data for KPI calculations in this case mm -hmm. in the same way, no matter if you are a woodworking machine, a metalworking machine, a glassworking machine, it, it really doesn't matter. You get it all mm -hmm. in the same way. And I think that's a great benefit for the future. Right. I can confirm from my personal experience in doing, for example, predictive maintenance, that you always look at the different states of the machine, like working, not working, but also initiating the machine, you know, 6 a.m. in the morning or driving the machine down 10 p.m. in the evening are very important different states as a basis for deciding how the machines are doing. So can you imagine that the uh, OPC UA for machinery specification will be used also out of context of mechanical engineering as well? And how do you expect will the usage of this OPC UA companion specification look like in general? 
Yeah, well, I mean, we involve all the different branches of VDMA who are interested in OPCUA. So this shows that it's meant for the machinery industry, but it can be used elsewhere if seen fit. So why not? The joint working group with the OPC Foundation is open for members from all kinds of industries. So maybe you come from automotive or from process industry, you can still use machinery. And I think it would work pretty well because we have such a generic approach. And also you can only use single building blocks, like I said before, or you could even use only some profiles or conformance units of those building blocks, whether the use cases are required or not. And the thing is about machinery, like I also said before, it can be used by other specifications, by other companion specifications in a way of referencing. But you can also use it as standalone models. So you can just use a building block, even if there's no other information model for your machine. And so I guess it will be used, or not I guess, I'm pretty sure it will be used by all VDMA groups mm -hmm. as well for components and machines. Right. But I would guess that it will also be used out of the context of mechanical engineering because it's such a generic approach right. and the benefit is huge. So a user or companion specification owner can decide which use cases and therefore building blocks or machinery they want to integrate into the interface. Can you share with us, do you know of any released companion specification that supports OPC UA for machinery already today? Yeah, we have a couple of companion specifications which reference on OPC UA for machinery already. The machine tools specification was the first one. Uh, they even synchronized their publication process with the one of the machinery because they wanted to have machinery in their first draft. So they, they slowed down a little bit in the end to use it. And they were also involved in the elaboration. And by now we have some more companion specifications with the machinery building blocks implemented. So for example, the woodworking machinery, the IJT, which stands for industrial joining technologies, the pumps, the compressors, and the Vyance Stefaner standards, which comes from the food and packaging machinery sector. Mm. And uh, soon there will be a new version of the weighing companion specification, also including OPCA for machinery. And like I said, all the upcoming VDMA companion specs will have machinery implemented. This is something we take care of within the VDMA. And in addition to the machine tools working group, were any other working groups, machine building sectors involved in the process of OPC UA for machinery as well? Yeah, of course. I mean, we started with the groups which were pretty advanced at the point where we started. So we had the group of robotics, of metallurgy, of electrical drives, of plastics and rubber machinery all involved and we added more groups as we proceeded because they got more advanced in their OPCUA work. And also as we switched to other use cases, we had to switch to other experts. And so we added experts from machine vision, from woodworking, from weighing technology and from food and packaging. And now that we switch to another set of use cases, like I said, we are working at the moment on job management. Mm -hmm. We have experts from glass technology, from textile testing, from additive manufacturing, industrial joining technologies, from mining and from length measurement. And in the joint working group, 
there are even more groups taking part. So basically everybody who wants to take part can take part in the joint working group. So if you feel like you're interested in our work, just contact me and I will invite you to the joint working group. So you mentioned a core working group and a joint working group. There are so many VDMA groups that need to be involved one way or the other. How do you manage to include all these different parties? Yeah, we have a working mode, which means that a core working group works on a first proposal. So, for example, a core working group for the topic of machinery state. And then the core working group presents this proposal to the joint working group. And in the joint working group, all the other core working groups are involved as well. So for example, the experts from job management or from result transfer will see the machinery state proposal as they are part of the joint working group. When the core working group machinery state proposes it to the joint working group, they will see it. And the joint working group decides then on the proposal how to proceed with it, if we need to change a lot, if we need to change something, so if it's good to go to the public. And as soon as a draft is completed, it gets sent out to all the interested parties. This means like all VDMA working groups, but also other stakeholders in the fields that are relevant. So for example, when we did machine identification There are other groups which dealt with the topic of identification. And so we also sent them our draft and asked for their opinion to comment on it. And a validated draft becomes then a public release candidate. Mm -hmm. And the release candidate can be commented on by anybody for at least 90 days, okay. uh, which is for compliance and quality reasons. Okay, let's scratch the technical uh, surface a little bit, not go too deep. So you have two kind of use cases published already. One is for the identification of machinery items and the other for finding all machines or machine components in a server. How did you solve those use cases? Yeah, we started with the identification and the identification is based on OPCUA for devices, the so-called DI but we adjusted it for the field of machinery. And we said our use case is that we need to have a unique identification for machines, which means that we need to have some mandatory parameters like the product instance URI, the manufacturer and the serial number. And we have a lot of optional parameters like the year of construction, initial operation date, which were not part of the DI, but we added them as we needed them. And we derive those parameters from a super type. It's a bit different whether we are at machine or component identification, but it is derived from the same super type. And for finding all machines in the server, uh, which is for aggregating servers, we get a quick overview over connecting machines. This means that we basically have a folder that contains all the machines which have machine identification implemented. And for the use case of finding all components of a machine, we have a folder for each machine that contains all identifiable components. And it might also be that a machine is a component of another machine, and that's also possible to have in this kind of structure. And if you want to organize your components in another way, you can do it because OPC UA has this possibility to have different hierarchies at the same time. 
Okay, let's keep it at that as far as the technical details are concerned. Those of you listeners that want a deeper understanding of the content of the OPC UA for machinery specification can download it from the OPC Foundation or from the VDMA homepage. So who do you think will benefit from the implementation of machinery and the application of those use cases? Yeah, I think the whole field of mechanical engineering will benefit from it. And especially also its customers like uh, the automotive sector or the process technology. But of course, as well, the big customer is the mechanical engineering. Right. And we have two major beneficiaries. On the one hand, we have the companion specification working groups who can reference on our OPCA for machinery models, which means for them, they have handled the topic on the same way as all the other working groups within the VDMA. Mm. And on the other hand, they're just faster because they can take something that's there already and don't have to start at zero from scratch again. Right. And on the other hand, we have machine builders, users, and customers in general, which might be from a sector where there is no companion specification already, and they can still use our machinery building blocks and have some information model, which is standardized, which they can use. And I think this is a big step towards plug and play or plug and work or plug and produce, mm -hmm. whichever keyword you want to use here. <laughs> and especially for the connection of different kinds of machines and components. And so you can have cost savings due to lower engineering time. You accelerate the creation process of new companion specification and you have access to a standardized solution for every kind of machinery item, no matter if it's a machine or a component, and at least for the covered use cases of machinery. So I think there are quite some benefits here. Sounds great. We're getting to the end. Is there any uh, activity or development that uh, you've experienced lately that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, in general, I can tell you that machinery receives a great response at the moment. Uh, working groups appreciate our harmonization efforts, especially the new groups are happy about existing models to use. And I really hope that you as a listener will consider machinery as well. It would mean that you have the same well-known interface as many others. So the achievement of interoperability to most communication partners becomes way easier like I said, we have the target image of plug and work, and I think machinery is a big step towards it. Aiko, thanks a lot for sharing details on the OPC UA for machinery companion specifications by VDMA with our users. If you, dear listener, want to learn more about the OPC UA for machinery working group and other VDMA companion specification activities, you can visit their website at opcua.vdma.org. You will also find a release specification for download there. If you want to learn more about other OPC UA companion specifications or other pieces of the OPC UA technology or about the OPC Foundation, you may want to listen to one of the preceding OPC Foundation podcast editions or visit the website at opcfoundation.org. If you have a proposal for topics or interested in appearing on the OPC Foundation podcast, maybe you want to join one of the VDMA or other OPC UA companion specification working groups. Maybe you want to become a member of the OPC Foundation or otherwise, please mail the OPC Foundation at 
office at obcfoundation.org. We'll put both the website URL and the mail address in the podcast notes. In future editions, I will be doing interviews with guests from Phoenix Contact, Lloyds Trumpf, VDW, Pepple and Fuchs, Centix, and many others on such topics as the machine tool specification, Ethernet APL, Automation ML, and further companion specifications. It was great to have you with us today. If you like what you heard, give us a thumbs up, spread the news. Looking forward to have you with us again. And Heiko, thank you for having been my guest today. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure.